And we're on in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? We're back. We're back again. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. <Katie. laughs> it's Earthlings Unsupervised with Jen and Jess. Episode four. Holy shit. Episode four. four We've come so these. far. Four. <laughs> Woo. Woo and things. All right. So. so we have what? We have some headlines. Mm-hmm. We have my new spotlight feature in our headlines because I'm <laughs> yes. excited about it. And then we have the main topic, which today we are going to talk about. Actually, we're going to take the Myers Briggs personality test mm-hmm. on air and see where we both end up. We both have taken the test before, but it's been a while. I don't. How long has it been for you? Probably good, good five years for me. I would say between seven to ten for me. Probably. So let's see how much we've changed. But first, we can get into the headlines. All right, first headline. This one really just kind of made me laugh. It's kind of sad, but it's also hilarious. Uh, have you heard about the man? that was banned from Yellowstone National Park because the park rangers caught him cooking chickens in the hot springs. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, so evidently, um, there were, there was a group of 10, including a child, that were hiking towards the Shoshone Geyser Basin in Yellowstone National Park with cooking pots. So they found the people uh, with two chickens in a sack that they placed inside of a hot spring. Apparently, there was only one man who's from Idaho, which makes me so sad because I claim Idaho. I was born in California, but I grew up in Idaho, and that's where I claim. (laughs) And so he is the one that has been charged. Um, On September 10th, he pled guilty to multiple charges, including... Foot travel in a thermal area and violating closures and use, li- use limits in the park. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I don't know if it needs to be said, but when you're in a national park, they usually uh, expect you to stay on marked trails and not just go wherever the hell you please. I, It's very well marked that that's the case, but evidently yeah. they really wanted to cook chicken. So he was not mentioned by name, probably for good reason, because imagine the uh, the clout you're going to get for that. But he's <laughs> he now will serve two years of unsupervised probation, which is weird. Wow. What is unsupervised probation? Doesn't that basically just mean like you're living <laughs> like a normal person? Stay. Stay, stay. here. We're telling we're not you to gonna, stay. <laughs> we're not going to watch you, but please do what we say. Um, and he. Exactly. And he's also banned from visiting Yellowstone, Yellow, Yellowstone, Yellowstone during this time. Additionally, the court has ordered him to pay fines of $600 per charge per charge. I barely know how to respond to this. <laughs> I mean, first of all, <laughs> why? Why? I mean, I would understand if you were in some kind of a survival situation. Yeah. yeah. Had some chicken carcasses, and you found yourself near a thermal pool. Have at it. Have at it. Make your chicken. Take your fine. Whatever. Maybe they were just practicing to camp. You're going there to camp. Yeah. So you and there are places, like you said, to stay on the foot trails. Well, there's places to cook your fucking chicken, man. That's probably true. There's probably a grill. (laughs) You're contaminating the fucking thermal waters with your plastic and your fucking nasty ass chicken carcass. Like, let's talk about that, too. Like, I mean, they're hot enough. I think they're hot enough that it would probably kill anything that might have been on the chickens. But at the same time, what if you, like, accidentally dipped your hand in while you were trying to get those boiled chickens back out? That shit is really hot. We're talking it's really fatal burns. Yeah. And, but it's also like, that's the foundation. I believe that is like the foundation of where like life begins in those like thermal, sure. thermal waters, yeah. those thermal 
schools. True. True. So to me, it's like, don't fuck with that shit, man. Like you can observe them, but, but like have some respect. But I, I mean, I don't think people see it that way. I guess, obviously I would never be like, Hey babe, bag up that chicken right there. We're going to Yellowstone. Let's do this. Who wants to hike that far though, with like two chickens in a bag and a bunch of cooking pots? <laughs> I would really like to know how far they trekked. <laughs> yes, right. So I hope according that you, to you, uh, earned that two-year unsupervised probation, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, did they get a chance to eat the chicken? I don't know. But according to the Yellowstone officials, more than twenty people have died from burns suffered after they entered or fell into hot springs. So I know I've read articles before of people that tried to get into the hot springs. Oh and I know God. there's hot what is springs wrong with people. I, I mean, you have hot springs in New Mexico, right? Yeah. Yes. But they're, they're natural. not that hot. No. Correct. I don't know if people have been to one of those and just think that they're all the same. So they're like, let me dip myself in these freaking. It looks. No. Look, I've been to Yellowstone. These are the most craziest looking bottle bodies of water. They are. Like they are clear crystal clear in some cases or very cloudy in others it looks hot like you don't want to get close you're literally on a boardwalk while you're going through and dude half of them smell it's like sulfur Mm -hmm. i mean you know like there it's like not shit you want to mess with it is boiling water coming up from the earth's crust like why would you think that (laughs) <laughs> this is a good idea what is wrong and with people aren't they like um isn't there a heavy percentage of like methane gases in those as well correct yeah yeah so i'm gonna touch upon one of our uh previous episodes if you haven't listened you should go back and listen to that one but it's probably the dinosaurs in the center of the earth farting <laughs> comes up That's into the geysers <laughs> Oh man, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why would you want to cook anything in something that smells? I don't know. So bad, but then is also so like. I mean, I get it. People are just on one these days. They probably did it for the gram. Probably did it for the fucking gram. Mm-hmm. For the clout. That's what it is. Well, you got two years unsupervised probation, bro. Yep, and like six hundred dollars per fine. Those were some expensive chickens. Chicken. An expensive Holy dinner. Shit. Hope it's worth it. So uh, this actually kind of ties in with that. It has to do with eggs, which, you know, chickens lay eggs. So I am not a, uh, I don't watch The Mandalorian. I think you said your husband and your son watch it mm-hmm. together, right? I don't watch it, but I woke up to this article a couple days ago. And as if my faith in humanity has not already hit an all-time low as of <laughs> current events, this one really knocked it to the the end of the park for me. Yeah. So evidently, and there is an update to this article as of today, as of, well, I don't know if it was as of today, but I saw the update today right before we started recording. So uh, evidently a few days ago, baby Yoda was being canceled amid accusations of genocide. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I have so many problems wow. with this. First of all, Baby Yoda is a fictional character. Yes. Therefore, In a fictional story. Yes. So, therefore, anything that happens with Baby Yoda is probably also born of fiction. But Correct. I digress. Let's get into the article. <laughs> so, there was a recent episode of the of the Mandalorian in which. An amphibious alien woman known as the Frog Lady is trying to get to a distant world with this, like, canister of her eggs so that she can fertilize them. And they're being, like, floated in some brine-like peeled apricots is what the article says. And... So she, I guess she's traveling with uh, Baby Yoda, but she has to succeed in reuniting with her spouse before the equinox or the eggs will no longer be viable and quote unquote her line will end. So I don't know if this is like the last of their species of this amphibious alien woman species. Sure. Um, Or it would only be her family line. It, it, it's not clear according to the article. Maybe the fans know. If you know, let us know. But the unspeakable occurs because throughout the episode, baby Yoda is caught reaching his tiny little hands into the pot of eggs and snacking on them. 
How dare he? These tasty eggs, right? Sounds funny to me. I mean, I mean, like, you know, people eat eggs, right? We eat eggs all the time. So isn't baby Yoda a lizard? I mean, isn't isn't Yoda like a like lizard kind of creature who eats eggs? Isn't that his diet? Like, I think he, he I mean, eats all sorts. Like, I know in previous uh, cases with Baby Yoda, he's eaten, like, live frogs and shit. So, I mean, he's okay. not, like, a cute, cuddly little creature that feeds on vegetables and, you know. Everybody's got to eat, man. Even a fictional Baby Yoda. Right. <laughs> so, the problem was that this caused a huge tissy. I hate people. On the internet. Because apparently there's a large number of people that took it way too seriously. So they have literally accused Baby Yoda of causing genocide. Quote from one person on November 6th. It says, gosh, Baby Yoda is losing the charm. I hated him because he ate the eggs of a lady frog and her species. It's an extinction. (laughs) It's a fictional <gasps> alien race. Okay. Wow. And so another person wrote, Baby Yoda not knowing any better. Genocide for sake of cute humor is never very funny. I mean, I laughed, but I felt really guilty about it. You're kidding me. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. You felt some kind of a fucking guilt because you laughed at a show <laughs> on Disney Plus? <laughs> There's another Star Wars-centric Twitter user that quoted the frog lady herself. Okay, this person speaking for a fictional character in the show. And this is what (laughs) this person surmises that the frog lady would say. Quote, We fought too hard and suffered too much to resign ourselves to the extinction of our family line. But please use these eggs as the butt of your misogynistic joke. We're just taking everything way too far. Like, I get fan fiction. I get it. I really do. If that's your thing, cool. But you're going to wake up in the morning angry Mm -hmm. and go to Twitter Mm -hmm. and gain some sort of um, notoriety because you're claiming genocide of a fictional species. (laughs) Alien species. That's not like they were human babies Uh, or anything. Right. So right. that being said, obviously there were a lot of people that were very upset about it. And then, of course, that made those of us who are like, are you kidding me? This is a TV show. Speak up and say, are you kidding me? This is a TV show. So this person said, it's fucking funny because they're fictional characters besides non-existent species. So stop the drama for a fucking TV show. There are really important things in the real world. Thank you. There's real genocide. Real yeah. humans Every dying. day. Under government authority every fucking day, but you're going to be mad about Baby Yoda. Let's cancel Eating Baby eggs. Yoda. Like, how I many of these people were watching The Mandalorian while they had either, you know, a nice breakfast, lunch, or dinner of some scrambled eggs? Egg. Chicken eggs. So do you believe that everybody that Bacon. eats a chicken egg is contributing to the... I mean, I get that that's not the last line of chickens. We probably wouldn't. Right, but, right, like, come on. Right. It's a show. It's so stupid. It really it's, is. And then people took took it even further because some people felt like that they should say um, that since they're Star Wars fan, but they have a history of multiple miscarriages and, you know, that they're trying to consider IVF, that that was especially triggering for them. Okay, I'm sorry. I had a miscarriage. There is absolutely no correlation between you having fertility problems and baby Yoda eating an alien species egg. I mean, if you really are on that level, like you need to go talk to somebody like seriously, like if you are really, really on that level, that's true. (laughs) That is just that I I do not understand. Like, so are you telling me that we're going to have to go back with a fine tooth comb on every (laughs) freaking cartoon out there Mm -hmm. and cancel them all? Mm hmm. Didn't they already take Elmer Fudd's gun or something? (laughs) Probably. I think they did. Or they were talking about it. So anyway, they do go on to point out the fact that because, you know, like this time last year, 
I think it was last year, whenever the Mandalorian first came out, baby Yoda was like the thing. Everybody was in love with baby Yoda. Oh my God. He's so cute. Baby Yoda, everything. So actually throughout this season or the series of this show, um, the creators have actually purposely tried to do things that take away from his image of being so cute and cuddly. So like I mentioned a a little bit ago, he's slurped down a live frog, for instance. Yeah. In one episode, he, uh, or no, in the episode that we're talking about with the eggs, he also ate an embryonic space spider that led to an attack by the creature's thousands of eight-legged brethren, but nobody cared about that. Of course. Um, So they're like- Spiders are icky. Right. And people would burn the house down if they see a fucking spider. Just saying. Yes. So that being said, they were talking about canceling him. The newest update that I just found today in this whole saga is that in the latest episode, which came out on Friday, so just a few days ago, um, Baby Yoda was evidently swallowed alive by a sea creature. Um, And it ended with him playing nice with one of the frog lady's new polywogs. So it now appears that... We have His come cancellation full has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so call off the angry mob. All wow. of our potential fans that are listening, let us know how you feel about um, Baby Yoda eating the eggs. Did you think it was funny, or were you offended? You I know that lost all faith in humanity, like we have. <laughs> Yeah, we need to hear from you, please. We need to know that there's more of you like or more of us like like that out there. Like, please help. We need help. Send help. Send help. SOS. (laughs) So those were my two. um, Those were my two just regular headlines that I found. Rad. Super rad. But other than that. What about your MGK? spotlight of the week mgk as we all know is a big obsession of mine but he is doing a lot of stuff right now he's really like getting out there and getting into some stuff so i have decided that whenever it's pertinent during our headlines i'm going to have my mgk news spotlight as you should as we should so we're going to talk about him for a minute here about a few different things Um, So first of all, his album Tickets to My Downfall is number one on the charts, which is amazing Amazing. because as you know, he's mostly a rap artist and this is his first punk album, quote unquote punk album that he's put out and it's number one on the charts. So now he has a new project in the works um, with our good friend Mod Sun, who we also super duper love. Um, for anybody that's not privy to the MGK story, he and Modson are really good friends and have been for quite a while. So they teased a while back that they were making a film based on tickets to my downfall. And that tease is reality. They are actually Yay. making tickets to my downfall into not just a film, but a musical. Oh my god, I love it. Mm, I knew you would like that. Oh, um, that's amazing. There's yeah, also right. a and Is Travis Barker going to be in the musical? So, let's see here. He has spilled some details, but not a lot. They yeah. have said that the project is basically a pop punk grease. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and that they filmed the whole thing in 4 days. Um, so the inspiration for the musical came from, there's a running joke between Modson and MGK. Whenever they're out somewhere and they're trying to leave, they use the same excuse, which is an, a hilarious excuse because nobody would believe this, but they just give zero fucks. So they do this anyway. If they're trying to get out of a place, they use the excuse that they need to watch Grease too. This is a horrible movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, hey, sorry, we'd love to stick around, but we really have to get home and watch Grease too. So thanks for inviting us, but we're out of here. Love it. Um, But so now that's what they're doing. Um, But yes, so Machine Gun Kelly um, and Travis Barker, they're actually narrating the musical. 
So the musical is a lot of times when Machine Gun Kelly does work, it's revolved around a lot of his own personal experiences or his personal life. This is actually going to be focusing on other characters where he and Travis are narrating for the characters, um, which is kind of unheard of. They say it hasn't been done for an album ever, maybe outside of Pink Floyd's The Wall. So that should be wow. interesting. Revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it. I um, like it. So there's no so release date. When can date we yet. expect this? No, no, no release, release date. date yes. What a tease. How yeah, dare they? I know. But there's some other stuff going on on that front. So, as you know, um, Travis Barker helped him with his new album, Tickets to My yes. Downfall. And yes. it looks like they are working on more new music. Oh, that's amazing. Already. Yep. Oh, amazing. Already. So, um, Travis Barker confirmed on Twitter that he's back in the studio with Machine Gun Kelly. And they already have plenty of new material. So, there's actually a tweet from Travis Barker on his birthday. It was Travis Barker's birthday. And he tweeted at 5.52 p.m., November 10th. This man at Machine Gun Kelly really just came through last night and knocked out three songs in a few hours. Damn. He was super impressed by the way that he just came in and was like, let's do this. Let's get it done. And they got it done. Um, They're also working with somebody by the name of Jaden Hostler, also known as Jaden spelled J-X-D-N, who I'm not familiar with. But evidently he's involved with that as well. And he's also signed to Barker's uh, record label, which is DTA Records. Um, Yeah, so they're also working on other new projects. I don't know if you heard that Blink-182 is currently working on a follow-up to their 2019 album, Nine. You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. Okay, so who is Blink-182 now? I know it's Travis. I know it's Tom. Is it Matt Skiba or Mm -hmm. is it Mark? I believe it's Matt. Yeah, Matt Skiba revealed that their new batch of songs remind him of the band, uh, of the band's enema of the state and take off your pants and jacket days. Oh my God, I'm going to love it. Yeah, 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 we're really going to love it. It's going to be nostalgic. Do it. Um, Is there a release date for that at all? Or can we have something to look forward to, please? So Blink-182, their release was slated to arrive at the end of the summer. However, it was delayed due to the ongoing pandemic. So we don't know that yet either. I'm sorry. I have all of these exciting things and no release dates for them. That's okay, but that is super exciting. And I love new Blink music. That is just perfect. Mm -hmm. Give me all of that. Travis Barker is an amazing, amazing artist, and I feel like oh I feel like we grew up listening to him, and it took a l- long time for the rest of the world to figure out that the dude is a serious talent, a genius, yeah. yeah, a genius. He he literally has changed the way that people have any kind of approach to drums. Mm-hmm. Seriously, because punk is so is such a simple. It's it's what four chords. You know, punk is a very simple type of music and you throw in his complexity on yeah. the drums. Dude, it is fucking a different level. He's so good. New level. He's amazing. He can yeah. do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the man is a saint. He's a That's saint. all we have to say about that. Yep. I saw him on Instagram getting his kneecap tattooed and he was... Dude, yeah, you would imagine. And the caption alluded, I don't remember exactly what it was. The caption alluded to the fact that it was painful. But what a badass. He looked, oh my God, such a badass. Yeah. I mean, where else is he going to put tattoos at this point? He's, he doesn't have much space left. (laughs) He had, he had his tattoos burned off, you know, because of the airplane accident. And he had, I don't what? remember what percentage of his body burned. Yes, dude, it's on the Joe Rogan. He talks oh. about it on the Joe Rogan interview. I almost cried. 
literally because he wow. has he was the only survivor dude all his three best friends died in that plane wreck and he was how did i not fire. hear about this oh my dude, god you, you have to go watch it like after we get done i was like wow. so much more respect for this man he i don't know i think he said what nine months he was in the fucking hospital or something holy shit and i never you know, would have you, known no, I I Can't think tell. it was like 2017. I could be wrong, but dude, do yourself a favor. Go watch that interview because dude. I'll check it out. He's amazing. Everybody should. We're big yeah. Joe Rogan people around here, so yeah. we we like you Joe will, Rogan. He's my spirit us. animal. Yeah. You will hear us refer to him over and over, but well, he's yeah. the man. I'm not sure that you he can have a man. podcast without understanding that Joe Rogan is the podcast goat. I mean, he Why is... Why any of us here? Yeah. He deserves all the praise. All hail. Thank you, Joe Rogan. We love you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> all right. And well, Travis that... Barker. And Travis Barker. And Machine Gun Kelly. And Mod Sun. Do you all just want to, like have like a sponsor and gab sesh at my farm hit me up i got you dude you heard it here first rest your roost farm concert (laughs) so anyway that yes that uh wraps up my headlines so do we have anything else for our opening piece or should we cut to sponsor here we go we're gonna cut to sponsor we'll be right back with the main topic so we're going to take the Myers-Briggs personality test. Um, we'll leave a website link in the description below. So if you would like to take it yourselves, you certainly may. But I'm going to read all of the questions and Jen's going to take it on her side and I'm going to take it on my side and then we will let you know what we are at the end of the um, All right, so here we go. Question one, ready. are you ready? I am. You are almost never late for your appointments. Yes, like hard yes, like all capital letters yes. Kind of yes, uncertain, no, or hard no. Hmm. I'm going to say, wait. I'm going to say just a regular yes for that one. I'm not super early, but I don't like to be late, so... I'm going to say hard yes for me because I will be early. And if yeah, I'm you not, are. it will bother me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so number two, do you like to be engaged in an active, fast-paced job? Hard yes, mediocre yes, uncertain no, hard no. I'm going with mediocre yes on that one. I don't I'm want it to be too active. Yeah. But it makes the day go so much faster, in my opinion. I like it active. So I'm going to say hard yes. That's just me. All right, number three. You enjoy having a wide circle of acquaintances. I'm going with a mediocre no on that. Yeah, I'm going to Not a big people fan. Not a fan of wide circles. Nah. Four. Yeah, nah. I like tight circles, if anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds really dirty. Anyway, number four. <laughs> you feel involved when you feel involved when watching TV soaps. Um, I'm gonna say hard no. That's a hard no for me. <laughs> I can't watch them. No. Nor so would I awful. ever want to be involved because it's fake fake acting and I'm not very bad fake acting (laughs) so number five would you usual or you are usually the first to react to a sudden event the telephone ringing or an unexpected question huh Hmm. so I don't know I feel like I'm hard tuned hard wired maybe is the right way to say this I probably would, yeah, be the first to react. Yeah, I'm going to go with a soft yes. Yeah, I'm going to say soft yes as well. 
Number six, you feel the world is founded on compassion. Uh, a hard no. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe idealistically, but fuck no. Mm-hmm. Number seven, you think that everything in the world is relative. Hmm, I kind of agree with this. I'm gonna I say soft yes. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the soft yes. Okay, number eight. Strict observance of the established rules is likely to prevent attaining a good outcome. Hard yes. Yeah, see, I think this is where we're going to differ. Strict observance. Strict observance of of anything is is an extreme. True. And And established rules. I'm not a fan of extremes. Sometimes you have to make your own rules as you go. And sometimes an established rule isn't always the right thing. Right. If everybody strictly observes it, then it will continue to be a bad thing. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, I'm gonna say. But don't let my opinion sway your answer. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, I don't think me certain. I I don't think that I strictly observe any established rule. Per se, I like the gray area. I think. Mm-hmm. Number nine, is it difficult to get you excited? Okay, excited is such a, a, a like that's such a vague word that could mean anything. It's so relative, isn't it? So, yeah, is it difficult to get me excited? So, okay. I think I have to say soft yes on that because it depends. It is kind of hard to get me excited, you know. Even if I have a trip planned, I'm not excited about it until I'm like on my way to my destination because something will happen. So, yeah, maybe it is difficult to get me excited. See, I think I'm easy to get excited. I would agree. And, but I feel like at the same time, I'm apprehensive of trusting. So it's like a double, it's like I don't want to trust, but yet I, I, of course, I'm so excited because I don't know. You're a soft no then. I think (laughs) I'm a soft no. Okay, number 10. When making a decision, you rely more on your feelings than on analysis of the situation. I'm going to say soft yes. I'm actually a hard no on that one. Yes, you are. I'm entirely too logical. Number, not, no, it's not a bad thing. It's number too 11. <laughs> I don't think so. Number 11, you often think about humankind and its destiny. I'm going to say hard yes. Uh, it's a soft yes for me because it's depressing. It's a depressing adventure to go on. <laughs> yeah. How far down the rabbit hole would you like to venture? Mm-hmm. Number 12, you believe the best decision is one which can be easily changed. Ooh. Fuck. I'm going to just say I'm certain. I'm uncertain. I'm uncertain. I'm uncertain. You believe the best decision is one which can be changed. I'm leaning. It's. uh, I'm leaning soft yes. Like I'm uncertain, but I'm leaning soft yes. Okay, so let's just unpack this just real quick. You believe the best decision is one which can be easily changed. So, are we talking off the hand, like, where do you want to eat dinner tonight? Or are we talking, like, <laughs> what do you want to do with your life? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, to me, in either situation, the best decision would be one that can be easily changed. Because what if you pick a place you want to go, but it's, like, a 45-minute wait, and you're, you've are you been starving for two hours? Well, we can easily change that. What if you decide you want to do something with your life? But two years in, you're like, this isn't actually what I want to do. Wouldn't it be the best decision to pick something that you can easily change if you make that? I'm, I'm I feeling that. I'm feeling it. I agree with you. I feel like for myself, though, that I would probably put so much into making that big decision 
you would. I would hope I would not want to change it. Like I would try to make the decisions <laughs> in the most fucking. I don't know. I'm gonna stay uncertain on that one. Okay. Um, number thirteen. You often ponder the root cause of phenomena and things. Yes. Hard yes for me. Hard yes. You prefer, number 14, you prefer to act immediately rather than speculate about various options. Mm, see, I'm going to say hard no. I'm it's too a soft fucking no light. for me. I've got to like, weigh all my options out. It's not a cool thing. I tend to weigh options, but I'm also kind of, um, I can be spur of the moment sometimes. So, soft no. All right. Number 15, you trust reason rather than your feelings. Hard so I'm yes. Gonna say, I'm going to say soft no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 16, you are inclined to rely more on improvis- improvisation than mm-hmm. on prior planning. I like a plan. I'm, I'm a planner. You are so. a planner. I am or, not. Uh, so this is a soft yes for me. Improvisation is my best asset. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, I literally need to glean some of that from you for sure. I'm too rigid. Number 17, you spend your leisure time actively socializing with a group of people attending party shopping. Hard no. See, this is tough for me because I spend my leisure time talking to you, making this podcast, gaming with George and streaming that I do a lot on social media but I don't really attend a lot of parties I do like to shop sometimes okay it's a soft yes (laughs) (laughs) sorry I had to work that one out there that's okay I feel like I've been working these all out too out too much out loud anyway um 18 you usually plan your actions in advance yes soft Mm. yes yeah yeah it's a soft yes number 19 your actions are frequently influenced by your emotions I'm gonna say soft yes it's a soft no for me but it does happen sometimes I'm only human exactly number 20 you are a person somewhat reserved and distant in communication soft yes yes for my hard yes or soft yes Soft, yes, I think. Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm reserved, but I don't know. I can communicate only with a certain amount of people, like the right person. I don't know. Right. Yeah, soft, yes. Okay, 21. You know how to put every minute of your time to good purpose. I'm going to say hard, or I'm going to say soft, no, because I wish I was better at time management as much of a planner as I am. It's a soft, yes, for me. I'm pretty good at okay. at using my time appropriately Wisely. for some odd reason, and I don't plan it. <laughs> Amazing. Number twenty-two. You often com- contemplate the complexity of life. Yep, hard yes. Mm, I'm gonna go soft yes. Twenty-three. After prolonged so- socializing, you feel you need to get away and be alone. Hard yes. Hard yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty-four. You often do jobs in a hurry. I have a problem with that question because am I doing it in a hurry and doing it half-assed and messy or am I doing it in a hurry but doing it the right way? Efficiently. Right. Thank you. Efficiently. That's the word I was looking for. I'm going to go uncertain. Yeah. You often do jobs in a hurry. See, I'm a very fast person. I move fast. Yeah. So you are. So, I mean, like, I tend to do things fast. Right, but I do it efficiently because exactly. I master, I master the speed. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. Sure. Ah, uh, this is a hard one. I it think maybe I will say uncertain as well. Okay, twenty-five. You easily see the general principle behind specific occurrences. <clears throat> hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm going 
to say soft yes, I suppose, I guess. I mean, like, what does that even mean? You generally see, or you easily see the general principle behind specific occurrences. I'm going to say soft no. (laughs) There's a lot of things that I see, you know, especially when it comes to, like, politics that I'm just like, what's the reasoning behind this? And you try to find it, and you just can't. True. That is very true. I think I'm going to say insert. And you said soft no? I said soft no. Mm-hmm. Number 26. You frequently and easily express your feelings and emotions. Yes. <laughs> I do. I'm just going to say it's mm. soft yes. I don't want to be intense. <laughs> See, I think that if you are worked up, if you are to the level, if you're passionate about something, you can. Yeah. But it's getting you there. It's not frequently, though. Yeah. So I'm going to soft no. Yeah, soft no. I don't wear my my feelings on my sleeve. They're locked in a safe. You can't get to them. And you've thrown away the key. It's gone. Yes. Goodbye, key. 27. You find it difficult to speak loudly. Um, I'm going to say hard no. I can be too loud. Hard no. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit. I'm not sure we could have a podcast if we thought it was difficult to speak loudly. Agreed. Like, why are we here? (laughs) Just be silence. Silence. Okay, 28. You get bored if you have to read theoretical books. I'm going to say soft no. I've read it's some us. boring shit. Uh, it's a soft yes for me. All right. 29. You tend to sympathize with other people. Hard yes. I guess I'll say soft yes. Much to my dismay. 30. <laughs> as much as we try. <laughs> you value justice higher than mercy. Hmm. This just depends, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, it really depends on the situation, I think. It does. I'm going to say uncertain. Yeah, I'm going to have to do the same. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Number 31, you rapidly get involved in the social life in a new workplace. No. Yeah, I'm going to stay soft. No, I don't. I try to stay away. Stop, no, indeed. 32. The more people you speak to, the better you feel. <laughs> Hard no. Hard <laughs> I don't no. want to talk to nobody. <laughs> Number 33. You tend to rely on your experience rather on, than on theoretical alternatives. It's a... Oh, but it's like it's a, a soft to soft a hard yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll go soft. Yeah. yeah. I'll, go soft. I'll, I'll say soft, too. Okay, 34. As a rule, you proceed only when you have a clear and detailed plan. I mean, no. I mean... Because I proceed sometimes without a plan, although I have a general idea. But I mean, I'm not, like, itemizing that shit. Like, I am going to do this. Step one, so... Yeah, no, that's a detailed plan. I'd be concerned if you were doing that. (laughs) Like, dude, stop. No offense to those of you <laughs> that might do that. Yeah. That is too much work. True that. Number 35. You easily empathize with the concerns of other people. Hard yes for me. Yeah. It's actually, I was, I almost was leaning towards a soft yes, but I think it is a hard yes. You are empathetic. Okay, so 36. Often you prefer to read a book than to go to a party. And I mean, I, I want to say that I want to read a book, but it depends on the party. Now, if I'm like going to a party with you, then yeah, let's do that. <laughs> True. Yeah, but I would. I'm just, I don't know. What were you saying? In general, I would just soft yes on that. I don't know that I would read a book, but I would rather stay home and do something else than go to a party unless it's 
something really cool. Number 37, when a group, uh, when with a group of people, you enjoy being directly involved and being at the center of attention. I'm going to say hard no. Oh, that's hard. It depends on the people, you know? Yeah, it does. I read the room, and if I'm not vibing with them, then I don't want to be directly involved, and I don't want to be the center of attention. But if I'm, like, super vibing these people, then I can come out of my shell. Alright, so maybe you're a soft yes. Alright, fine. Soft yes. <laughs> 38. You are more inclined to experiment than to follow familiar approaches. Um, I'm down with experimentation. Mm-hmm. Especially if it gets you quicker to the main objective. Might as well. Soft yes for me. 39, you are strongly touched by the stories about people's troubles. Depends on the people and the troubles. (laughs) Mostly it depends on the troubles. You did. So, soft yes. I'm going to say soft yes. Four, deadlines seem to you to be of relative rather than absolute importance. Hard no for me. Really? You got to meet your deadlines. You got to. I was going to go with hard yes, mostly because I just don't believe that anything in life should be so solid. <laughs> like, who's, the, you know what I mean? Like, what is a deadline? It's it's a man-made thing that, like, you know, it's like time. Time doesn't actually exist. We made it on a, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I totally know what you're saying. But so when deadlines, it's we like, have a podcast and people want to hear our podcast on Monday and we got to do the work. Fine, you're right. I am kind of a stickler about that kind of dead. shit. You are. And sometimes you even keep me in line about it. Now, I hear what you're saying like on a huge like relative scale, for sure. In your day-to-day life, for sure. But when you care about something, when it's yeah. time to game and switch, come on, dude. Yeah, you're right. Fine, fine. All right, 41. Um, you prefer to isolate yourself from outside noises. I'm going to say soft yes. I mean... What kind of outside noises? Know, like out, like nature? Because that's I, a no. That's a hard no for me. Yeah. Is that... Do you think that's what they're saying? Or is it like the noise of the city? Or the noise... I don't know how to answer this, I'm going this, with actually. uncertain. Because I don't understand what they want from me. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes just because I like to be in my own little bubble and yeah. I would rather okay number 42 for you it is easier to gain knowledge through hands on experience than books or manuals yes this is a hard yes for me I am a doer when I learning for me I have to like do it that's how mm-hmm. I, I learn hard yes for me too on that one all right, 43. You think that almost everything can be analyzed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Why I not? mean, absolutely, I guess. Not a hard yes. I'll just go with a regular yes yeah. because, I mean, you can analyze anything. That's, that's a silly the question. The thing that is, I'm is that sometimes you can much. waste, you can, yeah, you can waste your life analyzing <laughs> shit that you'll never figure out the goddamn answer to. So, yes. Okay. 44. For you, no surprises is better than surprises, bad or good ones. I hate surprises, so I'm going to say hard no. Wait. You want a hard yes. Hard yes, you're right. I don't I, like I think I'm a hard no. I like surprises, and I don't get them nearly enough. Well, don't I get surprise bad surprises me. a lot. <laughs> don't surprise me. Give me my birthday gift fucking days in, in advance. Like, seriously, I, I will get it out of you anyway. I don't like it. <laughs> Number 45. You take pleasure in putting things in order. Hard yes. Yeah, that's a hard yes for me. I'm an organizer for sure. Not a planner, but I am an organizer. 46. You feel at ease in a crowd. I mean, no. Not really. Uh, it's not my favorite. The fave. soft no should really just say not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not no, <All> right. but <laughs> it's just 
not really. You're right. No, it's not really. So this is question 47, and we have 64. So we're okay. getting to the end here. I don't think we've so drawn it out you know. too badly. Hopefully you guys okay. aren't too bored. Take it with us. We want to know your results. Let us know on Instagram what you are so we can uh, read about your personalities. Heck yes. Okay, 47. You have good control over your desires and temptations. I'm going to say yes and just leave it at that right now. Mine's a soft no because I like cupcakes a lot. And I I give in to that (laughs) temptation quite often. I'm just going to say yes and leave it at that right now. For example. 48. Cupcakes are the bomb. Mm -hmm. 48. You easily understand new theoretical principles. Uh, No, not really. I wish. I was smart enough. Yeah, I'm not that smart. I can mull it over and kind of figure it out. but If math is involved, I'm out. Yeah. Chalkboard's full of math. Give me anxiety. No. Or, like, you talk about how far away planets are from each other. That just, like, right. blows my mind. Like, I can't I can't comprehend. <laughs> I have a hard enough time with, like, comprehending the whole light year thing, let alone anything beyond yeah. that. So, I know. it's just, like, my brain is like, what? This is too much. Yeah, I can't expand that far. I need mushrooms. Mm-hmm. 49. You usually pay- place yourself nearer to the side than to the center of the room. I'm going to say soft yes, but again, relative. That's so. a hard yes for me. I like, I'm You're a like, people watcher. They're like, I'm going to stand by the door. I mean, I don't <laughs> stand by the door. I usually stand across from the door. That way I can like always, you know, keep an eye on the exit at all times and see what's going on. But yeah. I also like to stand off because I'm a people watcher. I just like to watch people. Hold on. You can't do that from the center unless you're spinning in circles, which is awkward. Wouldn't recommend. 10 out of 10 (laughs) wouldn't recommend. (laughs) Okay. One star. 50. When solving a problem, you would rather follow a familiar approach than seek a new one. Um... I'm okay with experimentation, like I said. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be. I'll follow that approach. So I'm going to say soft no. Uh, it's a soft yes for me. Sorry if you guys hear my dog in the background. He's just on one today. I'm not going to be able to cut it all out, so... Clark. We have animals. It is life. And the cat is currently scratching at the door. <laughs> this is impossible. <laughs> Gosh. Build me a bunker. Okay, I need a Joe Rogan bunker. <laughs> my podcast. Uh, okay, sorry. 51. Go ahead. No, you're fine. It's hilarious. 51. A thirst for adventure is something close to your heart. Hard yes. yes. Yeah, you know what? It is a hard yes. Yeah. The show. Okay, 52. When considering a situation, you pay more attention to the current situation and less to a possible sequence of events. Ooh. See, I think about my fucking circumstances or consequences of my actions, I guess I should say. Well, um, then that would be sequence yeah. of events. Yeah. So you, so you I'm would gonna that say, be yes for you. Yes. I, it's, it's a soft yes for me. Okay. I can see that. 53, when solving a problem, you consider the rationale approach. The rational. I'm going to do that again. Cut that fucking out. (laughs) When solving a problem, you consider the rational approach to the best. To be the best. Cut that fucking out. Number 53. Number 53, when solving you consider the rational approach to be the best. I'm going to say, yeah. Mm, uh, I don't know. I'm uncertain on that one. Okay, number 54. You find it difficult to talk about your feelings. Mm, Soft no. Yeah, it depends on who, I guess. Right, exactly. Can't just go around saying that shit to anybody. (laughs) It's Um, true. (laughs) 55, your decisions are based more on the feeling of a moment than on 
the thorough planning. I mean, I'm going to say no. <laughs> it's kind of a weird question. Decisions are based more on the feeling of a moment than on the third. Yeah, and that's a soft no for me. 56, you prefer to spend your leisure time alone or relaxing in a tranquil atmosphere. Hell yes. Uh, soft yes. 57, you feel you you feel more comfortable sticking to conventional ways. No. I'm going to say... Just depends again. Okay, number 58. You are easily affected by strong emotions. I'm going to say soft yes. It's a soft yes for me. 59. You are always looking for opportunities. Um, sure. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I don't know. Number 60, as a rule. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 60, as a rule, current preoccupations worry you more than your future plans. Sure. As a rule, preoccupations worry you more than your future plans. So you're more worried about what you're doing now than the future? Totally. Yeah, I have always been really bad about not really thinking that far into the future. I like live, you know, I'm all about live one day at a time. Woo! Live your I best mean, life. I, so I think about it, but I have anxiety. So I mean like shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm preoccupied with all of it. God damn it. Oh shoot. 61. It is easy for you to communicate in social situations. Um, no. It's a soft no for me. I'm really bad at small talk. Except when I'm getting a tattoo. (laughs) Oh, I was even, even, yeah. Still not good. 62. You rarely deviate from your habits. I do not. (laughs) <laughs> that's a soft yes for me I guess I'm pretty relatively structured in my ways number 63 willingly involve yourself in matters which engage your sympathies willingly willingly <laughs> <laughs> no I don't well um it depends on the person again like no i'm i don't just want to you know boost somebody up if i haven't talked to them in six months and all of a sudden they're feeling down and think that you know what i'm saying but drain all over me but at the same time i have a really hard time of not doing that so i'm gonna have to say soft yes i guess i willingly do involve myself in matters which engage my sympathies I'm just going to say no, because I have no idea how to even answer it, I guess. <laughs> it's not willingly. I, 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 I do very little willingly. 60, 64. This is the last the final question. answer. It's the final countdown. That's not going in. <laughs> or or is it? You should. It, it needs to. 64, you easily perceive various ways in which events could develop. Yes. Soft, yes. All right, and now I'm going to score it. Here we go, and our results are. Here we go, and our results are. Oh, wow. Yours. Mine's, I knew it, that it was going to be this. Mine is very, like, very different than what it used to be. Really? Wow. I'm surprised. What is it? It, uh, Do you want to go first? You go first. No, I want to hear yours. Okay, fine. I'll go first. I am apparently an ISTP. Okay. I used to be an INTJ. So two of my letters have changed. I have a sense of introversion over extroversion, which, true. I have marginal or no preference of sensing over intuition. I have a slight preference of thinking over feeling and a slight preference of perceiving over judging. Wow. 
Okay. What's yours? Well, mine is N F I N F J, which it's been that for years. Mm-hmm. I'm forty one percent introvert, twenty five percent intuitive, sixteen percent feeling, and twenty two percent judging. So wow. I have a moderate preference of in- introversion over extroversion. I have a moderate preference of intuition over sensing. I have a slight preference of feeling over thinking, and I have a slight pre- preference of judging over perceiving. So we're completely NFJ, different aside from the introversion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we are. Interesting. Which I'm not too, I am not shocked about that because we have a completely different approach to life, period. Like just to everything. And that's not bad. True. You know? Interesting. Hmm. Wow. I'm surprised you're really so much. Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so shocked. I mean, I know I've changed a lot as a person over the years, but I guess I didn't really expect that massive of a of a change. Hmm. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Like, do you think that that is accurate? Well, right now I'm looking at ISTP communication skills, which um, if you guys take the test, if you're listening, it does break these down into um, self-development and business use, which who cares about business use? But under self-development, they talk about essentially what your type description is, but then you can also find out your career choices for your personality type, your communication skills, your learning style, and then it also tells famous people that have the same um, personality type as you. So we should share those for ourselves. But under communication skills for mine, it does say that we're open and straightforward in communication, but tend to observe rules and communication norms of their social milieu. However, they may have difficulty establishing a good relationship with people that they consider to be overly demanding, which is a hundred percent a description of who I am as a person. I feel at ease in situations requiring finer people skills, particularly tactfulness and consideration. And some people may be offended by ISTP's direct manner of expressing their opinions. That's me. <laughs> Dude, that's you. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so... See, oh my gosh, dude. And then often they find it hard to express themselves when it comes to finer feelings. So for instance, the discussion of love, lyric poetry, or subtleties of emotional experiences may not evoke a strong reaction. Freak you the hell out. What do your communication skills say? Uh, Mine says that INFJs are distinguished by both their complexity of character and the unusual range and depths of their talent. That is Strongly true. humanitarian, you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Strongly humanitarian in outlook. INFJs tend to be idealists. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and because of their J preference for closure and contemplation, they are generally doers as well as dreamers. I would agree. This is a rare combination of vision and practicality often results in INFJs taking a disproportionate amount of responsibility in the various causes (laughs) to which many of them seem to be drawn. Are you fucking kidding? Wow. INFJs are deeply concerned about their relations with individuals as well as the state of humanity at large. Mm-hmm. They are, in fact, sometimes mistaken as extroverts because they appear so outgoing and so genuinely interested in people, a product of feeling interesting. That is. On the contrary, INFJs are true introverts who can only be emotionally intimate and fulfilled with chose a chosen few among their long-term friends, family, and obvious soulmates. Aww. <laughs> That's true. I think I'm in there. Yeah, you're my soulmate, dude. Oh, yeah. Yay. So now I'm going to. Yeah, these are fun. So and then famous ISTPs. We have uh, Zachary Taylor, U.S. president. uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, the first man to climb Mount Everest. Charles Bronson. uh, Tom Cruise. James Dean. 
Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds, Keith Richards, Charlie Yeager, and Frank Zappa. Wow. ISTP. Mine, mm-hmm. I love that Nathaniel Hawthorne, he's an author. Oh mm. my God, one of my favorite authors. He is on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, as is Chaucer. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Shirley MacLaine. Michael Landon, Tom Selleck, Billy Crystal, Nelson Mandela, Mel Gibson, Gary Fisher, Carrie Fisher, I'm sorry, which I do love her, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole Kidman, Jerry Seinfeld. Wow. Yeah. A lot of famous people are INFJs. Yeah. Very cool. The typology very, very cool. of Westeros, personality types of the characters from A Song of Ice and fire fantasy novels from the game of thrones i love that oh the fictional the fictional istps oh yeah Uh, yeah well that's very cool that was fun to do definitely please let us know if you guys took the test or what you think about our results or anything yeah yeah, definitely get us over at the Instagrams, earthlingsunsupervised.podcast. Leave us your comments. We want to know what you got. And also let us know what you thought about today's topics. Yes. And thank you always for getting lifted with us. Indeed. All right. I think that's all we have for today, everybody. So peace out. Peace out. Follow us on Instagram at earthlingsunsupervised.podcast. Get lifted with us wherever you get your podcasts.